This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Previously on Lost. Do you think he's gonna live? Do you know him? He was sitting next to me. You'd think they would have come by now. Who? Anyone. What is it like, checkers? No, really, it's a better game than checkers. Two players, two sides. One is light. It's dark. Whoa. Do you want to know a secret? Welcome to the island. We are back here previously on Lost. This is episode number two. We're going to be looking at the episode Tabula Rasa. And my name is Mike, and I can't do this alone on the island because if not, I would go crazy like... Well, you haven't met that person yet, but I would go crazy, but I have another person with me, and his name is Bill. What's up? What's going on, Mike? Oh, nothing much. I'm ready to talk about Lost. Me too. This is a good episode. It's a very good episode. I have it. Do, do you struggle like me as far as when you watch one episode, you just want to keep going? You don't want to stop? Yeah, and, and we're doing it at a little bit of a slower pace, so it makes it really hard to... <laughs> to do it at this pace, but uh, it's it's what we need to do just to to um, to keep things manageable. But uh, yeah, yeah, I usually want to just jump right in. It's especially it being lost. It ends that way where you just want to. There's keep always going. sort of like that cliffhanger type feeling to it, and you just want to go on to the next one. Oh yeah, I I, I agree. I man, I when 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 the final shot pans around a lock. Um, I like the foreshadowing, so, you know, spoiler alert for those, Locke is, episode is next, um, where you find out kind of his backstory, too. Um, but I, I love that last scene, because you see his eyes in the camera black, and then you see the loss just pop up. And like, man, and it, you want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> and it has such such a shocking contrast to the last five minutes prior to that shot, because the yes. whole five minutes, it's that... Um, Wash Away song, yeah. uh, which I looked up, and uh, this is a song by an artist named Joe Purdy, who actually, his album Julie Blue was released like about two weeks after this episode of Lost. So this was probably some little bit of like a cross-promotional type thing or something, I don't know. But um, but yeah, that song is a very chill sound to it. It's kind of got a serious... Uh, lyrics to it, but it has a pretty chill sound to it, and um, and then and everybody's like kind of happy in that moment, and then it pans around, and you just have this ominous music, and for the first time you see like a very serious, um, just yeah, ominous is the word look on Locke's face. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I dig it, I, I do, I do, but we'll get in all that here in just a, just a second. But um, this, like I said, this is episode. Uh, number two, this is we're gonna be talking about the episode Tabula Rasa, and we're gonna learn a little bit about Kate's backstory in this one. So keep that in mind. Just a small little summary uh, about this episode: Jack and Hurley discover an alarming secret about Kate, while the Marshal's life hangs in the balance. This is a very um, character-developing episode. Um, it, between a, a, a few people. It's a very alarming episode on some things. Um, generally speaking, I there's a few people I really enjoy the arc in this show. Um, two people I really enjoy the arc of in the show is, uh, is Sawyer and Locke. Probably their, their arcs, their, their character arcs throughout the entire series is just absolutely, they develop those characters well. 
And um, we're going to find a little bit about Kate, though, in this one. And her, hers develops, too, but it's just a little different. Um, so just a couple of facts about this episode. The title is Latin for Clean Slate. And it's in reference to the metaphorical new life that Jack and the other survivors receive on the island. Yeah, and so Clean Slate is this idea that... Um, it, it basically comes from like a slate being a tablet or a piece of paper, let's say, that starts off blank, right? And right. it can become whatever the whatever whatever the writer wants it to be, right? Uh, and so this is a metaphor for life. And some people believed that when you're born, you are a blank slate or a clean slate, and all of the environmental influences. You know, it's it's kind of the it's kind of the nurture half of nature versus nurture. Um, and so there's a couple levels here. Obviously, on, in this episode, you have the level of sort of like what Jack tells Kate at the end about, um, you know, here we all have died and we are s- starting again and there's no past and we all have a new chance here because we should have all died, right? And um, the the next level, in my opinion, is the kind of like the narrative level for this television show. And you have this idea that okay, we had our we had our pilot episode. This is the first episode with an actual name to it. And this island itself, the concept of this island narratively, is this blank slate upon which there's this story yet to be told. And so I kind of see those two levels of of uh, tabula rasa here. Yeah. And I think Kate really, really gets that. I think Kate understands that because a lot of times through the episode, you'll hear Jack tell either Hurley or Kate, I don't care. I don't care what she did. I don't care what you did. And to her, it's like, okay, this is my chance. And if they don't care, then I can, I can start over. Kind of like you said, I can, I can make a name for myself, do something different on this island than I couldn't do out in the real world. Um, and I think with the, this next episode fact we got here, there's only a couple on this one. I think we kind of see that with the death of the U S Marshal, she realizes now she has nothing from her old life. That's going to prevent her from starting again. He was like the last thread, um, that, that, that was holding her back from, from starting from making a clean slate. Um, but about the U.S. Marshal, Sawyer shoots the dying U.S. Marshal in the chest, but misses his heart. Yeah, I got a note about that later on, which actor Josh Holloway thought was implausible for his character in that situation. The producers and writers agreed and thus wrote a future storyline in which Sawyer needs glasses, which that's a, that's a, that, that was a funny storyline. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I had to, I had some thoughts about that one. Um, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, let me just ask that. How does Sawyer take the shot and miss, but he kills the bear from a distance with the handgun. But like when he's really close to the guy's heart, he misses the heart and hits the lung. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe it should have been. Not to sound gruesome, but like, why wouldn't he just shoot him in the head? I guess right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I agree. But, well, it, it was it was funny though because I had forgotten at first. For some reason, I know I'd seen this multiple times, but I had forgotten that Kate didn't shoot him. And I was like, okay, so Kate's in there because you had that look by Hurley where Hurley's like, well, dude, she's got a gun, <laughs> and, he, and he runs in, and um, and Kate's not in there. She's walking out. Right. And I, when you hear the gunshot, and even here, like, even though I, it had been quite a long time since I saw the right. episode, so I too was mistaken. I thought she had given him the gun yep. and he had killed himself. That's what I thought had happened. Yep. And, 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 and that's, I was like, well, there's Kate, so then he must have the gun and shoots himself. And I had forgotten that it was Sawyer that actually shot him. Which they planted the seed for earlier in the episode. And as soon as I saw it again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I should have just realized yep. that again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so as we're watching, as we're watching, so just kind of our thoughts on the show now. Um, as we're watching the recap, I have to ask, and I'm trying not to give anything away when I ask this question. So if you think I'm going to give something away, let me know. Uh, do you think the writers knew where they were going when they had Locke describe the backgammon as two players, black and white? 
Do you think this far in advance they knew where they were going? Specifically, no. And again, this goes back to this idea, in my opinion, of the blank slate. And I, I, I would imagine they had some pretty big um, overarching themes and um, you know things like that. But I don't think they had the specific future storylines, plot, and characters that you know would be referenced by this idea of the the black and the white um, planned out yet. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, I, I didn't think so either. And and by the way, for all those who are listening and are very curious what we're talking about, you'll just have to stay on this journey with us, yep. and you'll think about this conversation when we when you hit that storyline. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Hurley. <laughs> Hurley in this episode is very inquisitive, and you can tell he really wants to be involved. He 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 keeps asking. He keeps. I mean, he's like he is hanging around Jack. He's like he recognizes. I think that Jack is the um, is starting to pull himself out as the leader. And Hurley's like, I'm going to get up close with this guy, not in a bad way, but he's like, I'm going to make this guy my friend. He's very inquisitive. He wants to be involved. He's asking him about. Do you think that noise in the jungle was a dinosaur? And then he asks him, you know, how's the marshal doing? And then he finds Kate's picture, and his favorite word was, dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how he says dinosaurs. And um, and Jack's like, no, I don't think it's dinosaurs. And he's like, why? It's because dinosaurs are extinct, which it's like, yeah, dinosaurs, it's ridiculous that they would be dinosaurs. And it, ironically, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of not that ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Not that there's going to be dinosaurs. I'm not spoiling anything here, but, like, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, really unexpected things, and so the fact that it's kind of it's kind of an ironic statement for him to say that. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, it it man, the show is so it's so manipulative, and 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 the way it drops those seeds throughout, it's it's very it's it's interesting. I don't even think like for example in the first episode, I don't think they knew where they were going to go with the polar bear yet, and but they just knew we want to make this something different. To really kind of you know we can come back to that later, right? But we just want to do something different. So let's throw, let's just throw a polar bear on an, on a tropical island and see what yep. happens. <clears throat> and and then as long as we keep returning to our our themes, um, which this show is very heavy on on theme, you know, and and lots of different themes sort of weaving in and out of the the episodes and the seasons and stuff. Then then they can kind of you know kind of get crazy with the plot too because um, the the emphasis really is on theme. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So then we kind of flash back to the um, to the group that's in the jungle, walking in the jungle, and as they're as they're walking down the hill, Saeed says, "Let's make camp," and and um, and Shannon says, "Wait, what? Here?" <laughs> and uh, then and then Sawyer, I, I got a couple quotes down here. I had to keep in here. Um, Sawyer says, "Not me. I'm gone." And uh, Saeed said, I, I wouldn't. And he said, are you afraid the trees will get me? And Saeed says, no. What is knocking down the trees will get you. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I liked that. So they, they end up camping out there. And, and he start. this is really where we start getting into the Sawyer nicknames. Yes. Um, he drops the freckles. Uh, one or two others, I think, in there he drops um, throughout this episode. What, what we ought to do, we need to keep a running list of all the nicknames that Sawyer calls everybody in that episode. <laughs> just, to see, just to see how many names he drops. Uh, <laughs> that might be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Uh, so anyway, so they're, 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 they're at the camp. They make camp. Um, and then somebody is sneaking around the camp in the middle of the night in the dark. We don't know who it is yet. We know they have the gun. Uh, I think the shirt kind of gave it away for me when I first saw this because he's got like the folded up shirt, like you could tell it's like a Boone type of shirt. And he goes and tries to steal the gun. Well, he he got the gun and he tries to steal the clip and he gets the clip from Saeed. And immediately his first respo- response was, um, "I'm just, um, you know, so- somebody's got to stay and watch." <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if Saeed is the Iraqi Republican Guard. I'm pretty sure he would have said, "Hey, let's let somebody stay and watch." Apparently, they didn't need anybody to stay and watch. 
Um, but I just think Boone wanted to kind of feel it. And then Shannon kind of digs at him and says, well, he's never even held a gun. He's never even fired a gun. And then everybody says, let's give the gun to Kate. Yeah. And this is, uh, the you know, because of what's already happened on the beach with discovering that she is some sort of prisoner or criminal. Uh, this is like perfect dramatic irony where the audience is sitting there saying, no, don't give it to her. We have no idea who this is. She seems to be a criminal. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it, it's, it, it, it's funny though. Now, is it right? I can't remember. Is it right? I'm trying to think. Is it right there where they, where they flash back to her first, where she's, where she's waking up in, um, the, uh, in the barn? I, 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 I can't remember. Yes, so it goes to Kate should hold the gun, and then it goes to Kate's flashback, and we're in Australia, and she's uh, sleeping in this guy, I already forgot his name, Ron, uh, he's in basically in this farmer's sheep pen, which I, I kind of noticed was, you know, so if he has sheep, that means he's a shepherd, which is kind of funny, because Jack's last name is Shepherd, uh, and then he, anyway, so she's sort of hiding out there, and he takes her on, offers her a job, um, and a place to stay. All right, and, and, and she calls herself Annie, too. She doesn't call herself Kate, so automatically, the, the, the audience ought to sit there and say, okay, something's up if she's not giving her real name. Right. Um, so he offers her a job, and the radio team ended up making it back in time. Well, in time, but they ended up making it back, and they decide that they are not going to tell anybody that they heard anything on the transmission. Do you think this was a smart play, or do you think it was the wrong play? I think it was the logical play. The fact that they don't really know, like, they can't get enough information from what they heard. First of all, it's it's loosely translated from French by a person who barely speaks French. Um, and it's many years old and they just, they don't know enough about it. So then to, to bring that information to everyone on the beach, who's, who's in a crisis and a panic already. Um, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would, it makes a lot of sense to make that decision. Okay. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think it would. I, I do think. I do think it would cause a panic, and you're going to have people who are wanting to go out, you know, further and further. I, I do think that how ironic would it have been if somebody on that plane spoke like perfect French outside of Shannon, and that, right. that's the person that didn't go with them to find out what was going on. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that would fit that, but I can't remember. <laughs> Let's just say it was no. I can't, I can't say that person yet. Um, so then, we, so we're we're kind of mulling around the camp a little bit, and Sawyer's I'm not Sawyer, but Saeed pretty much describes that. Hey, we're probably going to be here for the long haul because we can't get anybody, you know. So let's get all your electronics, your cell phones and stuff. Let's see if I can boost this signal, and um, maybe he's actually thinking if I can boost it over that signal, maybe mine will become the stronger signal and that's the one that will that will shoot out there but so he says let's get it but while we're here we're going to be in a while we need to ration our supplies and we need to start catching rainwater so they so they so they start putting tarps up to catch rainwater which is perfect timing because right. there's, there's a big rainstorm. Rain. <laughs> it's about the rain. So but yeah, know. so Saeed's really taking the lead on on survival at least in the longer term uh, for for the group and that and and that's good because as much as you want Jack to be a leader right now, Jack's main focus has been this marshal with this piece of shrapnel in his stomach or in his chest, and he can't he can't seem to break away from that to do any kind of leading or anything like that. Um, so next week's episode is going to be interesting to see now that he doesn't have the marshal to deal with how the how the chemistry is going to be between him and Saeed. Um, Currently, those between, would you say between Jack, Saeed, and Sawyer are the three mains right now that almost are buying for a leader role? Yes. Because I don't um, think Kate is, because I don't think Kate wants that role. 
Yeah, and they, I think they all want it in different ways. Um, Saeed's there at, like, practical survival stuff, I think. Um, right. Sawyer's... Uh, he's kind of similar in that. Like, it's, it's, it's more... It's more like an individual kind of survival thing, but it's it's kind of like uh, shrewd shrewd survival. So I, I'm thinking of the scene where Jack is uh, rummaging through the plane to find more antibiotics to try to save the marshal, right? Right. And Sawyer is there, and this is why I don't think Jack is anywhere near like what what Saeed can do because Sawyer is there and he says, um, you know, you're going to waste it on that guy who's going to die anyways. Right. And, right. and Jack kind of, you know, there's a look that Jack has where I think he kind of realizes Sawyer is sort of right. Like, you know, if, if we get stuck here for a while, these antibiotics are going to be very important to this little society we have here. Um, right. and they might just be wasted on this guy. And I think deep down, Jack knows this, the Marshall's going to die anyways. Um, yeah. so he's not as, Jack's not as shrewd. I don't think when it comes to pure, um, like nature survival stuff. Right. You, you, you know, you, you have, I think Sawyer is your survivalist. I think, I, I do think Saeed is a survivalist instinct too, but I think he's got more tact than Sawyer does. On, on knowing knowing where to do things or waste things or that kind of thing, um, so Sawyer's looting the wreckage. <laughs> we'll come we'll come back to to the other note to the other note in just a second. But Sawyer is looting the wreckage. Is there anything wrong with him looting the wreckage of all the dead people? Because it, it, it well according to Hurley, um, it's it's dude that's where all the dead people are. <laughs> and when he's talking to Jack, so is there anything wrong with Sawyer looting the wreckage for cigarettes? That kind of thing. You're asking me if there's anything wrong with it? Yeah, why not? Morally? Um, I think... Um, or, do you, or do you think it's wise? Because at least he... If anybody is going to be a scavenger in this group that we've seen so far, to find all the little nits and crannies of, of where people could hide things, I would think it would be Sawyer, because you never know what you're going to find that could benefit and help later on. He's look. I, I get the sense that he's looking for currency. He's right. looking for trade bait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's looking he's a for survivalist. stuff. And and a manipulator too. Like he's looking right. for stuff that he can use to um, buy favors or exchange for something. Um, as well as he's smoking cigarettes, right? So he right. he's he's. Uh, and, you know, like cigarettes for anybody who's a smoker is going to definitely be some kind of currency, too. So he's going to have that. But I, that's what I get a sense of. It's like it's survival in this. Selfish he's looking way. he's looking for the, the money of the island. Like what's going to be the money here? <laughs> right. He's doing it in a selfish way. But I think it's also. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I think it's. I, th I, I hate to say it's okay to loot because it's not okay to loot. This is not what we're promoting here on this podcast. But I think what he's saying, look, if nobody's going to go in here and search these dead bodies for stuff that, you know, I'm going to use it for me. Obviously, I'm going to use it for favors. But I also know I'm going to have things that are going to be able to help people that I can later on, you know, right. like you there's, say, trade bait. I'm going to go in here if nobody else will. And, and there's a natural, stuff. there's going to be a natural instinct to not let stuff go to waste that's in there. Right. So Kate decides that she's not going to keep it a secret that they didn't hear anything, and she goes and tells Jack. And we have this little scene with her and Jack walking on walking on the beach, um, and she tells him, and then I think he's waiting because he finds the the picture of Kate toward the beginning of the episode, and he's kind of waiting for her to tell him. About, about her status, whether or not, right. she, you know, whatever, whatever it is like that she was handcuffed and imprisoned for at like the, that's yeah. He wants her to reveal that and she doesn't. What she reveals is the, the radio message. Um, and he's let down by that. And at one point, I feel like she opens it up for him to say, I think she says, did, did, 
did the marshal say anything to you? And Jack's like, no. So at that point, you have both Jack and Kate essentially both lying to each other, or at least withholding information from each other. Um, and this is, so I just want to mention real quick for atmosphere and theme, uh, right before they started searching the plane, which is like the scene, which is like the, the scene right before this, um, you have on the horizon thunder and lightning. So you have that big storm approaching, uh, and then it zooms in on the, on the wreckage, and then we have that scene with Jack and Sawyer, and then this scene here. So you you have this like storm brewing, both physically um, in the environment, and you kind of feel like these tensions are climbing. Um, and we'll get back to the storm in a little while. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so after the storm, you have people kind of like they said. So you you have people catching catching water in the tarps. Um, people kind of hiding out. You have the whole scene with, um, with Michael and Walt, where Walt's, you know, breaking them down. Like, you know, uh, you, you, you said you're going to get my dog. Why don't you get my dog yet? And he says, I'm going to get it as soon as it stops raining. And then boom, it stops raining. Yeah. And that's kind of a, man, I don't know how to say anything without, without, without giving anything away on this one, Bill. Um, it's kind of a full foreshadow, I would think, of, uh, of of Walt. So keep your eye on Walt. That's all yep. I can say. Keep your eye on Walt. Um, so anyway, so then he's like, "Man, now I got to get this. I got to get this dog, and and all these other kind of things." And um, and then we see uh, we see them moving luggage around. They're moving seats around. They're trying to make a nice little clear, nice little path on the island for, I guess, for people to put things and try to make themselves more comfortable on the beach. And just something to note is they're moving a wheelchair. They're they're hauling luggage around on a wheelchair. So Mm. uh, somebody says, I forget, I think Charlie says, whoever's wheelchair this was is probably better off than we are. So just remember that wheelchair for for a little bit, a little bit ahead later on. It's a little, that's a little, uh, it's a little Easter egg for later. Yeah, sneak peek. Actually, you may get that sneak peek in the next episode, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it is that I next think one. So yeah, so, yeah keep, keep keep your eye on the wheelchair, guys. And um, so that that was an interesting. By the way, can you have you tried to push? It? I don't I don't know how hard it would be to push a wheelchair through sand. I'm just probably wouldn't <laughs> probably wouldn't work very well. But this hey. probably just yeah. I mean, not many other <laughs> options though. I guess and you got. I mean, and you got the pregnant lady helping push the wheelchair. That's through, that, through the, sand. The, the sand. That's great. Good job, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you see, Son and Jen. Um, Jen tells her to go clean up, and that he loves her. So, do you think he's showing compassion as a husband, or do you think he's just manipulating her more? Um, by telling her that he loves her when she needs to go clean up. Do you, do you think he's actually being, is it an actual compassion toward her at this moment? I don't, it a sense I don't they're, they're, maybe, maybe their culture and their status. I looking mean, I, back, I, looking back at the end of the episode, looking back, I do kind of feel like, yeah, but at the moment it feels weird and it doesn't yeah. feel right, you know, but we're in this moment where we had this big storm and everybody's like sort of, like grating against each other you have jack and kate not um you know basically lying to each other you have claire and charlie like pushing a wheelchair through sand you have son and Jin. you know Jin is being the controlling husband telling her to wash up and um so you know you kind of you kind of feel that effects of that storm or whatever um but as the storm passes through we get a sense of like like as we progress through the episode, we get a sense of st- stuff washing away, which we'll come back to with the song later. Right. Um, so, kind of what kind of what the rest of the notes say here. Um, Kate meets up with Hurley, and Hurley's just like, <laughs> I don't know what to say to her. Um, <laughs> he's just like he's really nervous, and and so he ends up running away. And like you said, the storm hits, and um, and then we get another flashback to Kate in the in in the kitchen so um why don't you take take this one what what did you think about by the way it's a great hiding spot for a can of um, money that she that she hid um why don't you take 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 this scene here so um 
so she's hiding her wages in a can in the pantry of the house of the guy who's paying her. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so she says, I have trust. I got trust issues. Um, he talks her into staying one more night. So at this point, later on, we realize, like, at this point, he has already, um, he's, he's buying time. So that yep. he can turn her in for the reward money that he found out about at the post office or whatever. Um, but he tells her, even at, at that moment, he tells her everybody, everyone deserves a fresh start. So um, it's tough, tough situation because they do, you do get a sense that they have a nice relationship, but he's in a really difficult spot where this money, which is, I think it was 23000 Dollars, so there's number twenty three. There you go. Um, like so, th- like that is a big deal to him. He had just lost his wife, and he's he's really struggling with his farm. He has um, one arm. He has a prosthetic arm and stuff. So it's really tough because you know he's he's essentially harboring a criminal, although he likes her, but he could really use the money. And yeah, so you get that difficult decision. Um, sort of spot and you know, everyone deserves a fresh start that's you know essentially the title of the episode tabula rasa oh yeah and be- and before this flashback hits um you see kate kind of go into the tent without jack or anybody where the marshal's at and he's out and she gets like really close i had no idea when i first watched this episode years ago what she was doing um because she was really close to it looked like his face it looked like she was going in for a kiss um, so that, so that's what was kind of awkward to me. And when I first saw this episode ever, um, but then it, you get, you get the flashback and then Marshall just wakes up and he starts choking Kate. Yeah. He starts choking her and Jack runs in and breaks it apart and then yells at her. What did you do? What did you do? So you already see this animosity between them and they ended up, he passes him out and then Kate, <laughs> Kate asks Jack, to do something that I love Jack's response to. Kate asked Jack to kill the marshal. Not not because not because she doesn't want him to find out that she's in the, what she did in her past, but almost a sense of euthanasia. Yes, exactly. To to despair him the pain. And Jack's simple response is, Jack is not a murderer. I am not a murderer. Yep. Now, this is definitely a foreshadow, because anyone that says that usually ends up regretting that in, the sh- in any kind of TV show's history. Um, that ends up getting put to the test later in, 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 this, in this whole show. Um, so Jack says, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to kill, to kill the marshal. And then like you said, you had a flashback. He's, you know, the farmer is driving her to the train station and, and he pretty much tells her, I'm doing it for the money. You know, I mortgage is high. I got a lot of mortgage to pay. Um, and then Michael meets up with Walt and says, hey, I heard you talking around with that one guy. What's his name? And Mr. Locke. Yeah, Mr. Locke. What What did he tell you? Well, it's, it's a secret. I can't tell you. I'm your dad. <laughs> tell, tell me what he told you. And he knows the secret. He knows that a miracle happened to, to, to John Locke. We just don't know what yet. Yep. Um, so the storm, storm clears, and throughout the whole camp, you just hear this marshal, the marshal's voice, just in agony and pain, moaning, and just, you can tell he's just in, in pain. And you can tell Sawyer's just getting fed up with it. Yeah, and everyone, everyone is just, like, miserable because they're just listening to a man die. Right. I mean, it's just... It's it's agony. It's agony. And was it Sawyer that came up to Jack and said, "Look, you just need to kill him." Not just Kate. I thought Sawyer did too. I can't. I, he for some he reason, did. I, I, can't I believe remember. he did. Yeah. So we we see he he goes in. Um, so when it gets dark outside. Oh, he, he tells Kate. Sawyer he tells, tells Kate, Kate okay. that the last... He basically talks about the gun and how there's one bullet... Like, you have the gun. There's one bullet left. You need to you need to go in and kill, kill him. Right. But I think we missed something, though, before that. We see Sun getting um, cleaned up. And and Michael is getting chased through the woods by something, looking for this for his... But he calls the stupid dog. And he runs into Sun, who is... 
naked, cleaning. And and Michael's like, I'm 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 not looking. I'm not looking. And he's looking. <laughs> he says, I'm not looking. Could you see his eyes just shooting back and forth? Um. So th- there there was that scene, and then- it seems like she. Uh, did you get the sense that she had been using the, the? So it was pouring rain. She had been using the rain to sort of wash up, right? Yep. I think, yeah. Yep. yep. So you get this sense of like the rain storm coming through and washing things clean in like it, it because you know it's dusk and sort of you get this sense that like everything is kind of cleaner and washed off again again tabula rasa clean slate type uh, theme going on symbolism and whatnot. And Locke making stuff seems seems very knowledgeable about survival. So he he's making something. We don't know what it. I don't think we know what it is yet. He um, says it's a whistle at that okay, point. Okay, so he, he does say it's a whistle. I don't but know we don't know what type of whistle. We don't know why. Just, I literally just watched a show like like six hours ago, and for some reason I'm already forgetting. <laughs> yeah, he says he says he's making a whistle. Um, but at that point, it's just a whistle. We don't really know why or what kind of whistle. Uh, he's just whittling it. Right. Right. Um, so like you said, Sawyer tells Kate that the last bullet needs to use to end the Marshall's suffering. And then the Marshall is talking with Jack. And then he pretty much says, whatever she tells you, don't trust her. Um, you can, the way he says it, you could tell there's more than just that Australian farmer history between these two. Right. The, the the way he says it, you can tell. Don't don't trust her. Don't, you know, whatever she says, and then he kind of looks at her and says, looks at him and says, she's already got to you. And 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 we can we can almost see that she she's already got to you. He says, I want to talk to her. Bring her, bring her, bring her to him. Bring her, um, bring her to me. And he refuses to tell Jack. Um, right anything like he doesn't tell jack what she did or anything like that so and then we flash back again and uh kate so that the the prior scene had been you know um the marshal chasing them in 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 the truck and so she forces a crash and um she could have gotten away but she um she likes the farmer too much the shepherd too much and she saves him from the burning car um there's, there's a moment where she's like pulling him through the <laughs> through the I don't know through the like field or whatever and like yanks his arm off and um that buys the marshal enough time to capture her at gunpoint and then um we flash back for a minute and I think she's uh she's in the tent and we flash we flash to the present and then again right back to uh he asks her you know what? What was the what was the favor you that like that you wanted um, to ask me, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, flashes back to that scene where do, you know, do me one favor, and then he gets smashed in the head, and the plane rips apart. And um, <clears throat> so, she wanted to make sure that the farmer got the reward money, and that's what she had mm. been about to say right before the plane crashed. So. Again, uh, the farmer, I mean, um, the marshal tells her that you would have gotten away. And so you get this other perspective of Kate the criminal. Like, she's not just some, like, it's a complex character. It's right. She's not She's not some innocent, and she's not just some, some guilty cr- killer. Yeah, like, she, the guy who was turning her in, she saved his life. And she did so at her own risk. Right. So there's that. And and that that was a very interesting scene. So then you so then as we move away from that scene to a point, you we see the whole thing we talked about earlier where Hurley is talking to Jack on the beach and he's talking, he's talking, and then he says, Well, where is she? And Jack says, She's in the tent with the marshal. Dude, he's got a gun. Or she's got a gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then they start running up that way and they see Kate walking out. Yeah, and um, it's almost as if it was a sigh of relief from Jack when he sees Kate that yes, she didn't, she didn't kill him when I thought she was going to, and then we hear the gunshot, and it turns out Sawyer walks out of the tent. 
Yep. And um, and he pretty much says somebody had to do it. Nobody else was going to do it. He, I think he tries to play this big bad guy. You know, this 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 guy who just he's not he's not phased by anything. He wants to be the top dog. And he shoots and he says, somebody had to do it. The guy practically asked him for it, is what he said. The guy practically asked me to do it. And then you just hear this gurgling and this coughing. <laughs> and all of a sudden you see Jack's eyes like, oh no. And you go in there and 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 you look and Sawyer rushes in there with him. And, you, and he just says, all you did was perforate his lung. You missed his heart, so that that that's kind of one issue. I was like, how does a guy shoot a bear with a handgun and kill him, but misses a guy's heart when he's like right there by it? Um, and and Sawyer just doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. So Jack tells him just just get out. And we pan out to see Sawyer standing out on the beach, and he's and he's trying to get a cigarette out, and he's just shaking. He can't get it out, and he puts it in, and he can't get the lighter to to to, to light the the cigarette. It's ironic because he gave a lighter to Kate. Um, was it earlier to light the fire, mm-hmm. and it well, lighted just fine because Kate was having trouble with the fire. And now Sawyer's trying to get it, he can't get it. He throws the he throws the the, the cigarette, curses, and just you can tell he is visibly broken about this. Like this is this he is broken that he missed and killed this dog, killed this guy. And now he's suffering, and he comes to find out that he's going to suffer for like what do you Jack say three or four days before. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's Sawyer is actually shook up by it, and Jack has to finish it. Yep. Yes, he, he has to finish the dog. And it sounds like he strangles him. Pretty much. Because <laughs> if if not, he was going to sit there and just keep bleeding out for three or four days. And yeah. there was nothing Jack was going to be able to do. And he realizes, I'm going to waste all this, all this, this, this gauze and everything else I've got on this guy because um, Sawyer screwed up. Yep. So then it's the fresh morning. It's yep. a new day. The guy is the, the guy is the marshal's dead. And our first scene is what? Well, we do get the scene where um Locke it, we find out that it's a dog it's a dog whistle, right? So you see Locke blowing the whistle. Uh he finds Vincent and then he goes over to Michael and tells he gives Michael the opportunity to bring Vincent over to Walt. So that was nice um, of him. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, because you know you you had the sense earlier that Walt kind of was starting to look at Locke as this um, ally, father figure, or whatever. And Michael, you know, Michael's um, opportunity to patch things up or whatever was kind of it was a conflict. It was slipping away. He was having to was struggling with it, and so Locke hands him this gift essentially to to um, bridge this gap between him and his son uh which is really nice that i i agree i think it was i think it was um i think it was a good i think it was a good moment for Locke. i think it was a good moment for michael too i think michael began to look at Locke differently yep after this scene you know Locke could have easily brought the dog back to vincent but but he did he wanted he wanted to try to help michael bridge that gap um between him and walt uh so then we have you know Kate's gonna go up to Jack and say, "Kate, or say Jack, this is what I did." But Jack says it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, they were all dead, but now, like you said, this is the like the episode title. They have a chance to start over. They have a clean slate. And um, the next scene is is Hurley sitting on a piece of wreckage, listening to a CD player. <laughs> can, can classic discman. I mean, I mean, can, can you just so if there's anything that dates the show, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was it was even a little. It was the tail end of Discman era, you know. Um, iPods were like just getting ready to come out. Yeah, they they were out. There, it was about about when iPods were out, um, but they weren't huge yet. And yeah, so he's got a Discman, <laughs> and uh, I have very fond memories of traveling and having my Discman with my book of CDs with me. <laughs> Yes, I, I actually remember that too. I hated when you would walk, and if you would walk like walk too hard, or you'd hit a bump, it would like skip. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. By the way, for all those um, younger people on our network that don't know what a discman is, those are little round things before MP3s came out that we would listen to music on. That we would have to carry a huge album full in our backpack with just disc. 
<laughs> for different songs. Um, and then you kind of, so you see this song being played, like you said, Washed Away by Joe Purdy. Um, and people are just doing nine nice things for each other. You know, you have Jen going over to Sun and, and brushing her hair back. And then you have Boone giving Shannon some sunglasses. It looks like a paperclip fix. Um, and then you see Saeed give Sawyer an apple. Yep. And kind of interestingly, um, Charlie changes the letter. So he had written fate on the bandages on his fingers and um, he changes the F to an L. So it goes from fate to late. And so, you know, I'm sure there's some symbolic meaning there. Um, you know, obviously, probably the big one is that uh, any sort of rescue now is late. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of being rescued is um, becoming questionable at this point, right? Yeah, um, I, I would think so. I mean, they're going to definitely address that issue later on in this season um, about being being rescued. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so then you had Saeed. I think Saeed saw that Sawyer, as big of a person as Sawyer tried to be, I think he saw Sawyer broke from last night from where he tried to kill the marshal to ease it, and he missed. And I think that's why Saeed gave Sawyer that apple. I think it was kind of a, a listen, I understand. Let's, let's, let's try to break down some barriers because we're going to be here a while, kind of a pass. I know right. this, it just sounds silly with just an apple, but I do think that that's what that was. He was trying yep. to break something down. Yep, and it's this idea, again, back to the fresh start. Clean clean slate, fresh start, uh, wash it away. The song that's playing is washing, it's about washing sins away. And um, so, yeah, so you get that. And then, obviously, Vincent is back with, yep. uh, with, with Walt. And, um, and like we mentioned before, at this moment... All, you have all of these interactions, and you got one guy sitting by himself, and you have the 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 most ominous camera pan around from the side angle around to the front of Locke's face, and his eyes are dead set serious, looking off, and you just have like a very ominous tone shift, especially in the sound, the music, the the, the ambiance. And and then it cuts to the black fades. Really, it was actually a quite a quite a slow fade at that point right. into the black. It, 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 it's awkward from from the later seasons where it just seems to be like right after the scene ends, you see this, you see the lost logo just pop up. Yep. So we we know some we know some, something's going on with Locke, and we we'll find out here soon enough. Um, anything else about the episode itself? I have a couple of quotes that I found. Let's hear them. Um, one of them I already read, which, which, you know, you're just, you need to be afraid of what's knocking the trees down. The second one is this, um, if the society says, if we tell them what we heard, they lose hope and hope is a very dangerous thing to lose. It's a good quote. Yeah. Um, in Hurley's quote, but the bodies are all in there and they're all dead. <laughs> talking about the few, talking about the, 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 the fuselage. Um, the dead people the are dead all people. dead. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next quote I got is um, between Shannon and Boone where the marshal is groaning in agony and moaning. And Shannon says, I wish he would just die already. Boone says, real humane, Shannon. Mm. And then you have the final quote I've got is, of course, where Hurley is talking with Jack. And he looks at him and goes, so where's the fugitive? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even ask where's Kate. Just where's the fugitive? Oh, uh, we have one pop culture connection this week. We talking about we've been talking about Tabula Rasa, but Chikara Tabula Rasa is also the title of a video from 2017. So it's a title reference as well that was found later on um, after the show had finished. Yeah, um, and then my my one thing like I'm I'm tr- I want to try to mention any. Star Wars connections, the lost Star Wars connections, and um, there's not any direct ones that I picked up really in this episode. If any of the listeners picked up on anything like that, let us know. Um, but I, I got thematic connections here. Um, a couple things. First of all, you have the theme of, of like 
redemption, I think, going on a lot in this episode. Uh, people are redeemable, people are sinners, and they uh, they can be redeemed. Uh, and the other kind of like just mild thing is the, the idea of um, prosthetics, prosthetic arms, um, replacement arms, body parts being replaced. You have that in Star Wars as well. So not so no real direct connections, but a couple thematic ones there for Lost Star Wars. Cool, cool. Well, is there anything else about this episode then before we close on out for tonight? No, I love it. I love it as sort of like the second. It's like the first named episode. It's. The idea of the clean slate, the, the the fresh start, the blank island, there's stories to be told, and and we're just at the very start of this journey. That's right. As a matter of fact, we're going to walk around a little bit, and next, next time we record, we're going to talk about Walkabout. This is the episode title for the next time is Walkabout. So make sure you watch it, send us your thoughts, send us your, your, your interest in it, um, and, uh, and, and let us know. Yeah. Um, so... Let me think. If there's nothing else, we can go ahead and close on out. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find us at RetroZapped. Um, you can find myself at the DC Fanboy. That's at the DC <clears throat> underscore Fanboy. Where can they find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Lost Star Wars. All right, and I believe you. They, I believe they can email us too. And I want to make sure I have the correct email because for some reason I did not put it in. I don't have it. <laughs> I didn't put it in the show notes. How how sad is how funny is that? Um, so you can follow us on like I, like I said you can follow us on Twitter, um, but you can also email us. Our email is um, is previously on lost at retrozap.com. Previous on Lost at RetroZap.com. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple, Google, um, the regular um, RSS feed on the website. Um, you can find RetroZap on Facebook, on Instagram, like I said already, on Twitter. Um, leave us a review, uh, a comment. Leave us – hey, if you this is your first time and you're going through it, here's what I would love. I would love for you to leave us your theory on what you think, think is going to happen. I want to hear some theories. If you have theories, I want to hear. I I would love to hear them, and I know I, th- I think Bill would love to hear them too. Um, it, you know, we we like I said, we've seen the show, but somebody in here may not have seen the show. So if you haven't seen the show, drop drop us a theory in Discord. Drop us a theory on your email. What you think think is going to happen, and and uh, we we'd love to be. It'd be interesting to read those theories as people see what's going to happen as it unfolds. Yep. So drop us a theory, drop us your thoughts. Join us in Discord. Go to RetroZap.com for more details on how to join us in Discord. Um, you can also check us out, like I said, at RetroZap.com. There's a bunch of articles. There's other posts. There's podcasts. We have a store there uh, for any of your fandom. Well, if that is it, um, I will say thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back next time. Bye.